Hello, friends. It's time to drop the needle on another episode of Super Sonic Chat. This is the music podcast, often full of debate, jousts, and thought experiments, but always full of entertaining chat. My name is Adrian Warhope. And I'm Leon Leroux. Adrian, as the keeper of the questions and the craft of the conundrums for our regularly scheduled program, what breaking news is rocking the airwaves? What is new in our supersonic world for us to dutifully report on this week, old mate? <laughs> Leon, it is vitally important uh, to get out of your regular ruts and expose yourself to new music. Yeah. And of course, we love chatting about music, and every six months or so, we love just to chat about what we've been listening to lately. Absolutely. So that's what this episode is. Uh, something that we would probably do anyway, regardless of us recording it and broadcasting <laughs> so it true. all and sundry, yes. Yes. you know? So yes. why not just capture it? Because I want to hear what you've been listening to lately. Yeah. Uh, listeners, each of us kind of cool five... thinking back. It's kind of cool thinking back on, on, the, on each episode and what we have been listening to and when we came across it too. It's kind of good to just put it down in, in you know, in re- recorded form. Yeah, I I remember you being on to Black Midi Schlagenheim. Yes. Maybe it was on the stuff. I think it was 2019. One year, like yep. way, way, way back. And I was like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm, and since mm-hmm. then, obviously, they've risen to prominence. And I was like, Leon was on the vanguard and got me onto that <laughs> early. It was that was very cool. But anyway, um, we've each got five acts, artists, songs, whatever. Just yeah. five things. It could be yeah. new, could be old, could be new discoveries, whatever it is that we're going to chat through. Yeah. Um, as a little, a little um teaser uh mine cover electronic dance indie rock pop and soul cool and across i've got three aussies one kiwi and one english act to talk about wow well i've got a couple of americans one who i've got no idea where they're from some japanese stuff it's 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 you know i've got some weirdness i've got some noise i've got some punk uh yeah it's gonna be fun <laughs> all right this is gonna run the full gamut because mine are mostly fairly uh fairly straight but anyway look let, let me jump in because i'm in an interesting state with my music listening uh okay. listeners if if you've been following along you may know i used to work for one major record label i had a little gap working at a big u.s tech company and now i work at another uh big major record label nice. and so joining a, a record label you have to dive in and learn a new catalog and there's new artists and new acts that they've signed so i've been on a self-education bent for the last few months and i've discovered a couple of new artists that i love both within the record label but also some um outside the record label but all my acts uh that i'm talking about are all pretty much aside from one new to me and hopefully new to you that's and so cool maybe you well, like them and maybe you won't it's interesting because basically none of mine are new to me. They're all just a different album <laughs> that I've just discovered. <laughs> Good. That's also Except one. awesome. Except one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Without further ado, let, look, I, let me jump, jump in. in. I, I won't over, yeah, over, I don't want to over describe anything too much, but just uh, let me tell you about Balu Brigada. B-A-L-U. Okay. Space. B-R-I-G-A-D-A. Balu Brigada. Okay. These are two... Uh, brothers, Pierre and Henry Beasley from New Zealand, uh, now living in New York. They are signed to in a joint venture with um, Atlantic US and Warner Australia. Um, very, very interesting. Or Warner Australasia, I should say, because they are out of New Zealand. Um, these guys make very cool, very catchy alt pop. And the yep. track that that just has been cycling around in my brain 
is one of theirs called Designer. Cool. Complete earworm. It's yeah. it's really built around a baseline that just hits. It's sweet. Uh, got a groove and it's awesome. And the, there's a film clip that without the helmet, think of Daft Punk without the helmets, but because there, there's two yeah. of them and the aesthetics of this film clip is very Daft Punk esque. Oh, cool. So, really sort of clean cool. line, minimal kind of neon sort Interestingly of sort of lit. Stuff. Back background, yeah, yep, um, I love Ooh. it. And the song is a complete head nodder, but I, I hope they blow up. They're sort of early. Well, they've been around a while, but they've sort of doing EPs, and this is this has been a standout track that's just been um, simmering away and actually getting some some viral cut through around the world. So um, either way, so you say it's like da- so you say it's like um, alt indie pop. What what kind of what could you compare it to? Uh good. Good, good question. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Nothing really, really comes to mind. Oh, really? That, that, um, so it's like uh, kind of in a in a in a thing of its own, like in a category of its own sort of thing. Is it kind of is no, it they, jangly or is it heavy or is it kind of boppy or what? No, they use synths and some okay. guitar lines, and they uh, use and bass, and it's it's groove. Is it Tame Impala ish? No, no, that's a bit too indie. These they're okay. a little bit dreamy pop. You know, oh, okay. if you think of like, yeah, nothing comes to mind. Nothing comes to mind at the moment. <laughs> that's you all right. Know, just, that's, just, that's, like, I think just, a really good band does do that, do that to you where, where you're like, man, it's, it's not really like anything else. No. You know, it's like everything sounds familiar, but it's not like anything else. They're definitely standing on the shoulders of giants. Like these aren't, yeah. they haven't discovered like the, the, they're not the newest, greatest next wave of, of genre that you've never no, heard. No, no, no. It's, it firmly fits in that, in that pop dream, pop groove yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. electronic, but uh-huh. um, yeah, it's really interesting. I like it. That sounds awesome, dude. Um, mm. I'm going to actually when I when I do all mine, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and attempt to describe each album of mine with a single phrase that sums the whole thing up. Okay. So okay, my first one is from that band that I've enjoyed a lot and talked about at length called Shoo Shoo. Oh yes. So they've got a new thing that's just come out. Um, a, a few weeks ago. Oh, and actually, no, I think it came out at the start of the year, but I only discovered it a few weeks ago. And this album is called Ignore Grief. Ooh. And this is my single line description. Writhing, seething ambience with frightened spoken word poetry. <laughs> Just an easy breezy uh, Saturday night in with uh, Zuzu. <laughs> it's, so, yeah. it's really not easy. Like this one here Ooh. is... This album is it's based much less on melody and beats than any of the group this group's previous albums like it's a lot more experimental and chaotic and sort of soundscapey than any of their other stuff you know a lot of their other stuff you could kind of almost dance to or something like that but this one it's absolutely not like that it's more like a 
a almost like a movie soundtrack or something weird like that. And um, this this band, um, for those of you who are, who out there who are uninitiated, is um, basically a fellow named Jamie Stewart and a lady named Angela Seo. And this album features that female vocalist a lot more than on any of the previous albums. Um, and she really hasn't had a major vocal role. And she's actually singing most on this, more than Jamie, who normally sings. That sounds interesting. It, it is. It is. And well, when I say sing, they're not actually really singing for any of the songs. They're pretty much all just spoken word. But I discovered actually that I haven't even dived into the sounds of Shu Shu as much as I thought I had because I've listened to like five albums before this one. Um, and I just had a revisit of their Irv after I was listening to this, and they've got 13 albums. <laughs> I had no Holy idea. Hell. Yeah, I had no idea they had so many albums. So I've just scratched wow. the surface of this band as it, as it turns out. I've got a bit of catching up to do, I reckon. But this album is the, my, the favourite one of the ones that I'm going to list today. Um, but you wouldn't describe any of the songs as bangers. It kind of more sounds like a horror movie or something. It's like, it's kind of like, but it wavers like a lot of their other stuff's electronic too, but this one wavers between electronic programming, but then also like unconventionally played instruments. Like you get a lot of abrasive dissonance on piano and enigmatic sounds like some sort of object being tapped or banged or scraped or something like that. But all the instruments wow. are kind of played in a really unconventional way. And, um, and yeah, it's, it, and then there's just basically poetry over the top of it. And um, the poetry is kind of said in a really um, a kind of a, a f- sort of a hesitant, frightened, almost whispered way too. From basically every God. single every single song, um, it's pretty interesting, and um, that, yeah, lots of very evocative poetic lyrics. That sounds like a great road rage commute home after oh, a hectic work day put it on in the car it's it's kind a, of it's unleash weird. It's weird yeah no it's 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 not aggressive it there's there's sort of like the songs all kind of blend into one another but the the song i'm going to talk about and focus on a little bit it's called escorita little richard and it, it's it, this song you could almost call it the title, the, the title song of it, because it includes the phrase that is the title of the album, Ignore Grief. And th- this is maybe the one that has the most uh, traditional kind of song structure because it's got a beat. It's like a beat, beat it's a fairly beat driven song. But then what it, you could maybe call this a chorus. Um, this the, the lady is just singing, saying over and over again, ignore grief, ignore grief, ignore grief, ignore grief, ignore grief, almost like she's talking to herself. <laughs> and it's like, it it's like, wow, it's really intense. But it's not like a kind of get it out of your system catharsis type album. It's more okay. like a like a sort of soundscape kind of uh, art thing. Thank you. 
Sounds like a tense horror movie where the killer is is in the shadows and you don't yeah there, they don't know they're there. Danger is imminent. Yes. Death is imminent. Gore is imminent. It's yes. terrifying, and you, you just yes talking to yourself to manifest some kind of safety or, or yeah. Or, it feels um, like that. I don't it know. feels like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's more like I guess Jeez. the the horror movies in your head, like because a lot of it seems to be about sort of uh, self talk and. Um, things that are sort of happening in, in your head rather than things that are happening in your life, you know? Okay. Yeah. There you go. Psychological. More from Juju. One of their 13 records. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's yeah. a lot. What do you got, man? Uh, I've discovered what I think is the new sound of electronic music. Um, Whoa. In some, the, new, the new star of electronic music. Okay. The, new, the next wave of electronic music. All right. It's really interesting. So – there's a guy called Fred Gibson. He's a songwriter and producer. He worked with big acts like George Ezra Rita or Ed Sheeran, right? In a pop world. So this is okay. his pop producer world, songwriter world. Then he started his own thing. And going by the moniker Fred again, he has made fresh, refreshing electronic music that has really piqued my interest. Fred again. So Fred again. Cool. I, I first came across him a few months ago. He toured Australia and I had no idea. I'd never heard the name. I did not know who he was. I knew nothing. And then my my social media blew up because people I knew and respected and, and lots of other people also were f at these gigs, these pop-up gigs and these paid gigs of this guy, Fred. Again, it was just him doing a DJ thing, doing his electronic music thing. And people were losing their mind. Wow. In Australia, he's an Englishman. He's yeah. an Englishman. In Australia, there was rumors of secret gigs and he was kind of teasing people and people were like trying to chase him, follow him, wow. find him, track him down, like hysteria levels of fandom. Of, wow. Of, you know, I, I was like, okay, this has my attention. I must hear the music. And yes, it's electronic music, but he can take you from – this big euphoric dance floor kind of electronica to also down tempo considered electronica. And then he does all these other super interesting stuff, which I'll talk about, but he's worked with Skrillex and he's worked with Fortet. Um, hmm. I really like Fortet. Skrillex yeah. does some interesting stuff as well. And so what sets him apart, and we've talked about this where, you know, maybe the album as a encapsulated canon of work is dead and people should just put out music. And anyway, yeah. he takes a different approach. Uh -huh. So he takes voice memos and sound clips from every day and makes songs out of them. Yeah. But then he will um, put out records with titles like actual life bracket, April 14 to December 17, 2020 close bracket. Ooh. He'll put out an album called USB. And then he also, you know, continuing on actual life three, January one to September nine, 2022. And it's like their audio diaries of his life where he, people he's interacted with who have left, he's taken voice memos or yep. sound recordings or all yep. sorts of stuff in his day to day. He's gone back to his studio and just been inspired in that moment and captured that ephemeral almost, you know, thing that's happening right there Yeah, and, and put it down onto tape and then he puts it out. 
And I'm like, that's yes, cool. Is, Didn't Gautier so do cool. stuff like that too? Maybe, yeah, maybe. I think I think um, he did with one of the albums. The interesting part is, okay, the 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 artwork also. He'll just take a selfie. It's just him. It's just a selfie, and he'll you know there'll I be different it. color grades on it and stuff. I love like, it. It's, it's almost not, like it's almost like uh, like what Cinema Verite is, but like it's with music. It's it's like whatever happens happens, and that's what I'll turn into music. Yeah, and. Not overthink it, not overproduce it, and not over worry it. And I just think in this Lovely. day and age where things are instant and on demand and all of that, you know, he could take stuff down if he wants to, but he just puts it out and just sees what and just celebrates his creation of the moment. That's cool. Um, Car- it, courageous it's, it's, too. Yeah, and obviously he's, he's getting a great response. Uh, he's done some work with Brian Eno, so Brian Eno was kind of like a champion of his. I think he's lives in his neighborhood or they know yeah. each other or something. So yeah. this guy, Fred again, is young, obviously Brian Eno's generations older, um, but he's championed Fred as this producer and, and this electronic artist. Just to, in summary, there's two tracks I wanted to talk about. There's a track that he's done with Skrillex called Rumble. And interestingly, it affected me and hit me in the same way that Aphex Twin did with Come to Daddy. It's just, oh. it's just something out of the box. There's something like it's, it's, the way. It's kind of like um, it's, it takes something about electronic music and turns it on its head a little bit. A little bit. He uses this kind of pitch shifting, shaking, I don't know, shimmering, echoing, reverbing kind of bass stuff that uh, really it feels like it's inventive and futuristic mm. and you're, it demands attention. I just think the track's fascinating. It has this um, English guy kind of rapping or speaking Yo, over the top. Yeah, that. Kid is in the jungle. Kid is in the jungle. Kid is in the jungle. Anyway, I'm sure Skrillex also and Fred again together make this thing that just grabs you from the future and says something new's happened. That's uh, cool. really really cool. That's cool. Yeah, and then he does this this other track which is which is awesome too called Baby Again which uh, is is Skrillex and Fortet. And you can see he just collab- he's done an album with Brian Eno. He does stuff on his own. Um, he's not afraid to do features. You know, he's just obviously a creative guy who's yeah. out there making stuff with oh, whomever man. is around. Maybe he seeks them out, but yeah, it's it's uh refreshing and inventive and I'm loving it. That's awesome, dude. Well, this one here is right out of the box as well. This is a Japanese punk band called Otoboke Beaver. And they've got an album. (laughs) They've got an album called Super Shampon. And um, which I don't know what Shampon is. It sounds like Champonion or something. I don't know. Here's my single line. Here's my single line description. Amel and the sniffer. Amel and the sniffers. But faster, only all female and very Japanese. Oh, yeah. One, 
Yes. <laughs> that sounds interesting. It is. Two rings a bell. I reckon I've I've stumbled across these. You guys, might keep have. Going. Well, um, for a number of years, I was actually into a really super rad Japanese band called the Zoo Bombs. Who Zoo they're Bombs? Like, yeah, they're like a cross between punk and funk. And this band has yeah. a similar feeling, like in that there's a playfulness and like a total lack of care of convention, but it's a lot more punk and there's no funk. You know, you just get a sort of a similar okay. feeling. Yeah. Maybe it's the Japanese thing. I don't know. Maybe it's like a yeah. cultural sound or something. But um, yeah. this band is fast. They're percussive. They are loud. And they've got that sort of, you know, um, on the offbeat sort of punk drumming thing going on. Yeah, and um, and it's actually it's weird though because it's actually really super technical. Like a lot of dr- punk is quite simple, but this is actually very very technical when you start listening to the structure. Um, and what's interesting is no song on this album is longer than two minutes and ten. Love it. <laughs> most songs, most songs are at the one minute thirty mark. <laughs> but if love it, but it feels yes. like the songs are longer than that because there's heaps going on. Um, except obviously for the songs that are only 30 seconds long and there's heaps of those at the end of the album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like there's actually, there's actually 18 songs on this album. The whole thing goes for 21 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> How good is it? It's so good. And um, there's a lot of repetition in the lyrics, but they're constantly changing the way all the different elements of the song work together and they don't really repeat any section of the song exactly at any point. Like it's it's quite okay. interesting the way they put everything together. And I looked up some of the lyrics and I love them. There is because a lot of it's in Japanese, but and some of it's okay. in English, some of it's in English. But yes, um, there's one song called "I Won't Dish Out Salads," and it starts in English. <laughs> it starts in English by just saying "salad, salad, salad, salad," <laughs> and then in Japanese. The translation is, don't share the salad, don't share the salad. I don't mind sharing the salad. You don't have to separate. Let's party with salad. <laughs> so, so good. And then there's a song called Pardon, which is maybe my favorite song, and that's all sung in English. Okay. Um, but it's it it sort of sounds like somebody like the lyrics are about somebody not understanding not understanding someone else with an with a um thick accent and has maybe okay. the best use of the word shut up in any song ever. <laughs> it's just it's so good. This shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. It's so good. I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. Shut up, shut up, shut up. It's so good. So anyway, these guys are playing in Australia for the first time in October. And I am 100% going to see them. I am excited Uh, to see this band. I also also will be going to see Otoboke Beaver. It's so good. That sounds 
Fantastic. Yep. Uh, how did you stumble across those? Were you familiar with them or was a recent I discovery? I saw did an you, ad. Now, Overlord I, algorithms serve it up to you? No, no. I saw an ad somewhere, maybe a poster or something. I don't know where I saw it, but I saw an ad for them coming out to Australia and some clever photographer maybe somehow managed to sum up what they are with a photograph because I looked at that yes. band and I went, that looks like a cool band. And so I just looked it up. Isn't okay. I just saw the, the image the, of them and went, that looks like a really interesting band. The art of rock photography mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is fascinating. I don't know anyway. what it was about this photograph, but I just was like, whatever that is, I'm going to look it up for some reason. I think I was like traveling or something and I, and I was just about to get in the car and I went, eh, time for some new music. And I saw that and it was just all happenstance. It was really good. That's cool. Yep. There you go. Thank you for sharing. Uh, allow me to introduce you to what I think is the next big thing called Royal Otis. Royal spelled R-O-Y-E-L. Royal Otis. Right. Uh, Sydney Sydney so, duo. So not Flying Lotus, Royal Otis. No, Royal <laughs> Otis. Nicely done. Thanks. But because uh, named after the first names of the two participants, so Royal Maddell and Otis Pavlovic. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, you know, two, two Sydney siders, uh, young, young, young guys making what I think is incredibly cool, super indie, dreamy guitar pop. It, 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 it's really indie guitar music, but you can tell they love big pop stuff and they've mm, referenced like Kylie yep. Minogue and stuff in interviews. Right. Like, you know, they're not ashamed. I love that about kids today. They're not, there's yeah. no shame. They're like, yeah, whatever, I love, you whatever know, you're into. Parlor, but I love Kylie Minogue. Yeah. It's, it's yep. incredible. Cool. Um, yep. Yeah. Th this is warm. It's welcoming. It's catchy. Uh, it could be from the U S the UK, you know, or Australia. It's, it's just seems to have global Almost timeless. appeal. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's, it, you know, if timeless in the, in the nineties, noughties, tens kind of gets okay. the evolution of guitar, indie guitar music. Um, yeah, you know, cool. think Tame Impala, think Jaguar yeah. Ma, think MGMT. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's, I just, you know, I just think they're great. They've been identified by different streaming platforms and different um, industry magazines as, you know, next big thing, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's how I stumbled across them. They're, they're not with the record label I work with. Uh, I think there are a lot mm. of record labels that would like to work with these guys. And I think they're just, uh, you know, doing what they do and, and having a great time. Uh, I will be seeing them play at Splendor in the Grass later this year. So I'm looking forward cool. to that. They've also sold out like, you know the lands down in Sydney. Yeah, they've they put on a show, sold it out, and I think they've sold out four lands downs now. Wow! Um, so, yeah, and they're, they're they're touring and they've been adding shows and selling out shows. Sort of underplayed, but you know, smaller rooms, but but yeah. really selling out, and they're still yeah. you know maybe two EPs in. Yeah, it's, Tracks, it's funny. Three... It's, it's like when when there's something. It doesn't have to be like groundbreaking or anything like that. But when you when somebody has something special, even if you feel like you've heard that sort of thing before, it doesn't matter. You're just like, yeah, this is this is awesome. This is perfect. You know, yeah. Even if it's not like it, revolutionary or anything like that, it's just you just you just get a sense of that they're speaking to me at this time in this place in the right way. Yeah, I mean, look, listen to the song "Sofa King." It has. Um, this kind of beats driven thing, which I know Jaguar Ma, that's why I loved about them. They had yeah. this, this beat driven kind of approach to yeah. indie. And then it has the guitars. It has this incredibly catchy uh, chorus and oh God, I'm dumb. Listen, 
The song is called Sofa King. Sofa King. Sofa King. The um right because I just realized that now I'm today years old when I understood the name of the song. That's a- uh, because the the chorus says you're so fucking gorgeous. That's the the uh, chorus is this big catchy catchy chorus and that's and so how they, they sort of the get song. around the like because they say so so fucking gorgeous so king yeah and so yeah, maybe okay. they can get radio Smart. play on that way no the chorus is definitely full <laughs> okay. of <interface laughs> okay. and f-bomb I think they're just, they, I, I, it just hit me right now. Um, I think it's just a, a, a nod and a wink, you know, like, yeah, yeah, oh, that's Sofa great. King. I love that song, Sofa King. Um, yeah, yeah, that's great. Great song. The other one like, I love, like off, King and Oath. the EP is called the, yeah, King Oath. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love the song Kool-Aid, which is the first song on the EP. And I love the song Going Kokomo uh, as well. There's a whole bunch of others, but, that you know, they're the ones. Great. I absolutely been rinsing this uh, EP. It's yeah, yeah really bet. stuck with me. Yeah, nice man. Well, my next one is also something that I came up came across through Happenstance, which I'll talk about in a bit. It's a band called Department of Eagles, and the album is called oh. In. It's the album's called In Ear Park. So like like a park where you go and it's made of ears or something. I don't know. In ear okay. park. And I sum in it up. In ear park. Yeah, in ear park. I, I, I sum it up thusly. Cautious and melodious acoustic sounds. Fleet Foxes meets the Beatles. Stop it. Yes. I know. It hit me. You're, gonna, me you're going to, you're actually going to really like this. I think you're going to really enjoy Department of Eagles because it's beautiful. It's soft it's gentle, it's harmonious, and it's completely and totally different to the last two. It's conventional it's really right up in your taste range as far as compartmentalizing and boxing you you and me into a stereotype please do it's a sort of a sort of like a dirty diy garage sound in a way but the piano but not because there's distortion because the piano and the guitars and the drums are all clean i say it's like a garage sound because there's it's not there's no hint of a polished studio in this album it's lo-fi yeah 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 yeah. okay it just i mean it could just be a self-published thing for all i know um i haven't done any yeah. reading or research i've just been listening to it um the album was made in 2008 
and they appear oh, wow. to only have they, they appear to have only one more album which was done in 2003 and that seems to be it for them um wow. there's like you sort of hear like this lo-fi stuff like even there's a bit of stamping and stomping of feet in a, a song called classical records sort of get a sense that you can even f in this whole album that you can feel the size and the shape of the room in which it was recorded it's really intimate it's really just uh, garage like i said and um it, it's a really normal sounding album compared to with all the other music i'm gonna be talking about today yeah okay um, but there is i mean there is also some inventiveness there's some unconventional approaches as well um, with how they structure it and, and the sounds and everything like that. But everything has a wonderful, aesthetic, pleasurable feeling to it. It's never a jar never jarring or abrasive. There's there is some soulful singing, but it's not adventurous or attention seeking. Mm. And there is harmonies abounding. It's be but you know, not sort of ostentatious and kind of self flattering, just beautiful, you know. This is that golden era after the garage rock revival of the of the early noughties and yes. into the lo-fi indie folk revival yes, exactly. uh, right through there. It was such a wonderful time for this kind of lo-fi DIY, real instruments, people yep. making music uh, together. Yep. I, I'm keen yep. to dive in. Yeah, and I heard this, I, I discovered this um, in, again, an art gallery shop at the Gallery of Modern Art in Brisbane. God bless that place. I've discovered God so many cool things. There's so many in the, that gift shop. Somebody must be in charge. Whoever's in charge of music there. Maybe it's just a bunch of rad people who work there. I don't know. But I've just heard so many cool things. I've gone and just and just shazam them and gone, what is this? And just and just took me on a bunch of different uh, rabbit holes because of, because um, of whoever's playing music in that gift shop. It's great. You, you know what we should do? We should randomly each in a week ring mm. that gift shop yep. three or four times and yep. ask them what, are you what song are you playing <laughs> that's and a great idea report back. <laughs> that's a pretty good idea <laughs> i can't imagine they're super busy they're probably just art college students sitting around yep. like working a retail job while they study and they yeah, would probably. love to take a call from people just going what are you playing right now and they'd, anyway, probably, no, they'd, probably, they'd probably be like oh, god poses yep. <laughs> yeah what do you got for me, man? <laughs> um, bad dreams, B A D backslash backslash D R E E M S. Bad dreams, uh, cool. are four albums into a stellar career. They're an Australian band. The latest album is called Hoo Ha, Hoo Ha <laughs> translation. So good, and, and they've been on the on the forefront of this amazing pub punk scene that's been cranking out over the past, I don't know, five or 10 years. Think West Thebiton, think Amel and Sniffers, think Ace Swayze and the yes. Ghosts yeah. um, and more, right? They've been there from the start. They're four albums in and they are quintessentially Australian. In fact, they are quintessentially South Australian. In fact, they are so Adelaide 
that you can listen to the street references that they make and know where they hang out. Like it's, Ooh, it, yeah. it, it's, it's so quintessentially Australian that it's um, exciting and wry. Uh, I love it. They are challenging. They are lyrically provocative and they really hold up that mirror, right? That, that great act of art holding up a mirror and people not looking at sometimes liking what they look at. Um, yep. And I think what works for them, they have this charismatic front man, don't know his name. He's he is slightly unhinged. Ooh. And you know, you know, when you go down the pub and there's some guy that's always, let's say, inebriated, <laughs> treating himself, you know, the guy that's always a little pissed down at the pub, but has done like some kind of philosophy degree and is super hyper intelligent. Oh, I feel yeah. like he's that guy. Okay. You know? Yeah. He, he, like he's just, kind just of a like, really knowledgeable guy who is also and and a really interesting, eclectic, curious, intelligent guy who is also a loose unit. Who loves West End Draft or Swan Lager or p- Pick Your Poison? <laughs> yeah, other great old, yeah, no yeah. longer Australian yeah. beers. Um, <laughs> excellent, excellent. So. Uh, think Eddie Current suppression ring. That's the other slightly oh, yeah. unhinged okay. front man who I think is very intelligent and makes incredible music. Yeah. Two songs. One is called Jack. Jack is a scathing indictment on uh, the treatment of Indigenous people in Australia that I have not oh, heard yeah. since, like mm-hmm. Midnight Oil. Mm-hmm. The lyrics, at my school they taught the Russian Revolution, the stump jump plow and the Roman constitution. No Benelong. Namajira, no William Barak. Beds are burning, always will be, gotta give it back. At my school they taught the Russian revolution. The stump jump plow and the Roman constitution. No Benelong, Namajira, no William Barak. Beds are burning, always will be, gotta give it back. No Truganini, Jendabara, Billy Barlow. No referendum, stolen children, Eddie Marvo. No language, no treaty, no respect for the it just Ooh, goes on. It's cool. And, really, and that really, real reference to really uh, Midnight Oil there too, with the beds are burning. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. They know they're standing on the shoulders of giants. But the, the track that really grabbed my attention was one called I'll See You Tomorrow. And the catch <laughs> cry all through it is this bizarre, you know, reiteration of I'll see you tomorrow, won't I? Like he just sort of <laughs> rips through this, uh, you know, sort of rant, like like that crazy guy out, out the front of your local supermarket talking to himself. Yeah. He's kind of ranting yeah. about it's going to be a good year for Koshi. It's going to be a good year for, you know, blah, 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 making all these crazy references. And uh, it's all done over this acidic guitar line with this incredible chugging Pub punk rock kind of thing. Love them. Bad Ooh, Dreams. Special bad dreams. Australian band. Bad Dreams. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Well, 
Here we go. Oh. <laughs> Siri was talking to me. Shut up, Siri. <laughs> Shut up, Siri. You don't know nothing. Um, no, here nothing. goes my my very next very predictable one. Black pus. Oh, what have they got going on that's new? But not they well. They do have another newish one called Def Vespa. And I've been listening to that one, but same thing with Shoo Shoo. There's a bunch of stuff that of theirs that I just missed somehow. Like right, it just was. I mean, Def Vespa also missed me as well. Like it was actually only released a year after I originally got into Black Pass in 2020, and I still missed it. So if I could sum this up, it's just surging bassy distorted punk sounds with frantic drums but i've talked about black pus at length before so (laughs) (laughs) it this is just like this this album is like okay it's like this it's like laying down for an hour because that's how long the thing is on a thick blanket made of the heaviest distortion possible draped over a bed of percussively gyrating nails it's like <laughs> so like the the heavy distortion oh. kind of it all it almost does the job of cushioning the blow of the drums, but not quite. Okay, got it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I began loving this band in 2019, I think, with the album All My Relations. And, like, I wasn't even sure, like, as I explained on this very podcast, what the instruments were. Like, I thought at the time it must be a band of, like, really heavily distorted guitars that made them sound kind of electronic. All right. But I've since then learned that it is just one dude side chaining his drums um where one drum will trigger a sound and in the and like he must sort of get a different program to cha- to trigger different sounds based on what song he's supposed to be playing and so God. you know he has got these weird loops and stuff so every time he hits and you can hear it with some songs really clearly that every time he hits the bass a certain sound plays That's what makes it so rhythmic and pounding and, and and surging is that it is literally the drums that are that are causing the rhythm of all the other instruments but sometimes it's sort of looped in a way so that it's not every drum hit making it loop it's sort of like right. yeah it's but it, it it does have this kind of surging quality to it anyway the dude is called brian chippendale and he's also um in another band called uh lightning bolt but this is this guy's music has kept me interested for years because it's just so weird and interesting and um the, I, i've also been listening to another album um called pus mortem um which is like a similar vein to the first out al- the first album i got into all my relations 
really, really similar. So I got into that one, but this latest album, Def Vespa, it's really, really noisy. There's a lot of much more noisy, chaotic, distorted elements to it. Like rather than sort of sounding like there's really clear tones, it's really heavily, much more heavily distorted. And it's, but it's still, you know, the drums play the central, the, you know, the central role in this music. Oh. And there's a little bit of vocalization over the top, like distorted vocalization. It sort of sounds like it's through a telephone or through a megaphone or something like that. Okay. Yeah. For an hour. Yeah, for an hour. It's it's pretty on a gyrating like bed of nails. It's <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's cool. Like it sort of sounds. It's weird because it sort of sounds like, um, like it's just got a weird punk aesthetic or something. Like it's got a almost um anarchistic kind of aesthetic to it. Like it it's sort of yeah. Anyway, it's 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 cool and it's it's but it's not danceable. It's not no. moshable. Um, but it is it is surging and it's interesting and it's fun. I like it. Black pus. Yep. Giddy up. There yep. you go. The, the the last one that I've got to talk about today is a, an Australian soul pop sensation. But before I jump into who it, who, who it is, you know, a bit of a rant. Trying to get Australian music noticed in Australia is increasingly becoming more difficult. Yeah. Uh, you can you can get a hit on a radio, so radios can add the song across the board. You can support an international pop star. You can have all the press and the media and even some of the support from the digital service providers and still not kind of cut through. The, 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 the top streaming songs in Australia at the moment are Australian streaming songs. I like Dance Monkey and yeah. Vance Joy Riptide, which has been around yeah. a long time. And yeah. No, there's nothing new that's coming through and breaking into the upper echelons of the mass awareness. So mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. know what that says around the music industry or about how music is consumed, but um, maybe it's so fractured and it's just so niche these days that gone are the days mm-hmm. of one band being broadly known. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, maybe. All that to say that this guy has a single called Therapy that he's actually slowly getting into broad awareness and and getting up into becoming the most streamed new Australian song. Um, Who's the, the guy? The guy's name is Budgera, B-U-D-J-E-R-A-H. Okay. The single is Therapy. Okay. He supported Ed, Ed Sheeran on his Australian tour recently. He supported Vance Joy globally. He's an absolute soul pop sensation. He's a handsome rooster. He's very charming. And I saw him play this week at the Opera House. Oh, cool! Um, he had a full he had a full band, and th- you know, think Matt Corby, whom he has worked with a lot. Think the Teskey Brothers, yeah, and also think Marvin Gaye. Like that's that's what Whoa. we're talking about here. Cool, you know, soul pop in its you know most brilliant, uh, lovable form. I love it.
Pujara has this incredible upper register, which is he has one of the most pure and charming voices that I've heard in a long time. You know, he's he, he's a real he's ready to really arrive as a superstar. You know, with overnight success, which has been like you know years in the making. Um, There's he's not a lot of Matt soul Corby, like funk out there either. Like it's kind of cool that that's that's sort of coming back a little bit. That's I love that genre. Well, think just think about pure voices and and great songs, yeah, singer songwriter yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it will skew more into pop. So therapy has taken that soul kind of aspect and carved it into a more modern sound with yep. some really smart production. It's it's a really cool track. The track that I also really like, so it's is therapy, but also ready for the sky is the one that just keeps sticking with me, which is just oh, okay. just wonderful. Point in one direction, but I just keep going my way. I'm aiming for the sky. Please open your mind. I need room to fly. Can I deny? You will never clip these wings. Not gonna walk over me. I'll prove it over and over again. I'm ready for the sky. Just wonderful. So, anyway, all that to say, just uplifting, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's you know it's very pop, so it's 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 not it's no black pus. Let me tell you that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's it's right up the other end yeah. of the of the yeah, spectrum. That's, yeah, that's swinging the exact opposite end of the pendulum. That one. <laughs> yeah, but having yeah. seen him play, Budgera played in the opera house in the studio, so the smaller room, which was maybe four or five hundred people, sold out. Just mm. chanting his name, so he's got a fan base. You know, they're, they're yeah. chanting his name and just exuberant uh, levels of applause that kind of interrupted songs because people were just so excited just oh. to share the love. And it came back from the stage too. Just a humble, charming, innocent young man. Just a lot of time. Budra, beautiful. Check it out. That's cool, man. Well, I, for this next one of mine, I'm going to break my self-imposed rule, and I'm not going to describe it because I've just described this band. Probably too much on this podcast. It's Sleepy oh. Time Gorilla Museum and their album <laughs> and their album of natural history. I don't know how I missed this album. Like they've only got a few albums. They don't have many albums, but for some reason I just have not discovered this album until a few months ago. And it's it's a fantastic album. I won't wax too lyrical on it because basically this album is just pretty much exactly the same as the other two albums. And uh, you know, I just don't know how I missed it. I'm, I've been, was, I've been kicking myself for months, having not been listening to this for the last couple of years. And it's not like it's not even obscure, like hard to find. It's just right there, and I just just didn't listen to it for some weird, stupid yeah. reason. Anyway, yeah, probably one of my favourite songs on there is called "The Donkey-Headed Adversary of Humanity." Opens the discussion, and it's it's <laughs> just <laughs> it's a great song. It's heavy. It's it's like pulsing. Like the whole album just has so much variety on it, but this is just 
It's the second song on the album and it just explodes out of the gate and it is just rocking. It's not like um, cerebral and kind of um, multi-genre kind of pastiche. It is just a heavy rock song and it's awesome. Um, and yeah, this this whole album is, like the third album is a lot more kind of esoteric. This is just a straight right. up rock album. Um, but it's got some, it's got some interesting sort of, uh, choices, creative choices, but it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot more accessible to the average listener. It's great. Great. I'm keen to dive into that. That yeah, sounds it's, interesting. It's great. Yeah, it's great. There you go. Um, I've got, I've got uh, one honorable mention, um, though, and oh, sure. I'm, I'm just, I'm struggling because I really want to like this band because the music's so cool. But oh, yeah. as you might, as you know, Adrian, I'm not really into rap. And so I've been struggling with this band called Death Grips. Do you know these guys? Oh, don't get me started on Death Grips. Uh-huh. I had one of their EP, their LPs on record, which came in a black PVC cover because uh-huh. the cover was too rude. Oh, Continue. I know the one. That's probably their debut album. Well, I yes. really love the music of this and it's just, it's so, it's so interesting. It's so cool. It's so catchy. But I'm just aver- averted to rap, uh, mostly. Like, no, just I'm not averted to rap. I like rap. It's just, it's just the style of rap. It's kind of this kind of. Sometimes it's sort of like this sort of tough guy sort of sound or something like. That and I'm just uh, something that keeps the, the, pushing me away from it. And there's something that keeps. So you just discovered Death Grips? This is a new. This was a new kind yeah, of like two weeks oh, ago. Death Grips. Two weeks ago. Wow. Like okay. I just, it's a, like, and I've seen it recommended in, to me, and I and I've and I've played yeah. it a little bit, and then just sort of gone eh, and then really started to intentionally dive in a couple of weeks ago, heard an instrumental album that I've loved and then heard some songs that I've loved. And then I get about three songs in and I'm like, and I have to change the music. So I'm struggling, but stay tuned because I'm going to keep persisting. (laughs) I quite like it. As, as artists, they're fascinating. They're they're full of self-sabotaging moments and uh, provocative risks and all sorts of genre pushing, you know, pushing the edges, pushing the boundaries kind of stuff. It's very interesting. The whole thing makes me feel like when I first heard The Prodigy, but then I keep keep getting pushed away and then I keep coming back again. So, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I haven't, I've got, I've got to digest it for a few more months and play a lot more and just, you know, see how I feel about it, I think, in the end. Okay. I look forward to talking to you more about Death Grips. Yep. I've got a fact of the week for you, my good man. Hit me. Um, Something interesting about Shoo Shoo's new album is oh, that yes. a chap named David Kendrick plays percussion on this album, and he is known as one half of that band, Sparks. Oh, yeah. really? Yep. He plays percussion on this new album. <laughs> the uh, the long-tenured uh, duo, yes. Sparks, who uh-huh. have made many pop albums, strange, interesting stuff, and had a movie or a documentary yes. recently. That's about- right. Oh, God. Yep, he plays on this new album. <laughs> okay, that I now I need to look into that. There Fact you go. Of the week. Ah, I tell you, there is nothing 
better than just chatting with a mate about music. So, so I encourage you listeners, good. find a mate, find some music, get chatting. Uh, in the meantime, listen to us do that very same thing. You have just done that. We'll be doing it more. Please tune in in future. Remember, hit us up on all the uh, socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Send us an email at supersonicchat at gmail.com. Always a good time talking with you, Adrian. And hopefully, dear listener, you have had a good time listening. So if you have, jump onto your podcast provider and give us those five stars if you so will. And also, tell a friend. Just say, hey, you like you like music? Great. You might like this podcast. Have a listen. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Leon. That was a wonderful chat. And we look forward to your company next time on Super Sonic Chat.